Welcome to the Luxury Listing Specialist Podcast with Michael Lafito, where top luxury agents reveal their best practices, plus interviews with real estate industry influencers, thought leaders, and luxury marketing experts. You'll come away from each episode with new strategies and tactics to dominate high-end homes in any market. And now for the latest episode of Luxury Listing Specialist, here's your host, luxury real estate expert, coach, and trainer, Michael Lafito. Welcome back to another episode of the Luxury Listing Specialist podcast. I'm your host, Michael Lafito. You're in the right place. If you're a newer agent, you're a seasoned veteran agent, you're a top agent, and you're just looking for that principle of slight edge, something different to differentiate your service, to be able to articulate yourself versus the competition. You know, everybody knows a real estate agent. So in this uh, podcast, we're actually going to have somebody that's not a, a full-time, not a real estate agent, but they're going to bring a different perspective to the table. And some of my best ideas as a marketer, as a real estate agent, have come outside of the industry. But before I bring on today's guest, just a reminder, if you're getting value from this episode or past episodes, please leave us a like, leave us a review. And if you have a topic you'd like us to cover or you want to nominate somebody as a guest, please shoot me an email, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com, michael at marketingluxurygroup.com. And just uh, one last announcement before I bring our guest on. We just launched a new series every Friday called Luxury Fridays, all things real estate, uh, related, talking about luxury, luxury, luxury. And uh, we'd love for you to be a guest on that. If you want to jump on and ask questions, it's going to be a lot more interaction than just a podcast that you're listening to. So to find out more information on that, you go to joinluxgroup.com. That's J-O-I-N, Lux, L-U-X-E, group.com. If you go to joinluxgroup.com, the second button there says Luxury Fridays. You click on that and that will have the updated link join With that being said, today's guest, uh, I had uh, the great pleasure of being a guest on a podcast uh, for Land Trust Title and a good friend of mine. And, and uh, today's guest was actually a, a previous guest on that same podcast. And that's how him and I met. So without further ado, I got Marcus Ogden here. And uh, Marcus, tell everybody a little bit about yourself and, and, uh, and your bio, so to speak, and your background. Thank you, Mike. So I'm from Washington, D.C. originally. I now live in Raleigh, North Carolina with my wife and two daughters. I'm a former NFL athlete. I went to Howard University and played football for the Bison in Washington, D.C. Drafted out of Howard University to the National Football League by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Played almost five and a half to six seasons in the National Football League with the Jaguars, Ravens, Bills, and the Titans. And I am now a current entrepreneur. I am a keynote speaker, national, international. I'm also a best-selling author, business coach, consultant, and I'm a brand ambassador. And I own parts of different businesses, Mike, that really align with our brand and our brand's values. Well, that's a, quite an impressive resume there. And I don't want to spend much time on my next question, but I, I know based on uh, being a football guy, it's very difficult to get drafted uh, from any school, let alone not one of the major top schools, one of the major top conferences. So, uh, and the fact that you got drafted uh, got people's attention. Uh, and uh, I know that was no feat in itself. And, 
you know, we're talking about real estate agents on this top uh, on this show and getting people's attention is something that real estate agents are constantly fighting. Everybody knows a real estate agent. There's 1.5 million realtors out there. So Marcus, um, I know um, when we planned for this, we, we had a couple things in mind. And the first, uh, if you want to tell me which one you want to start with, but we talked both about emotional intelligence. And then the other aspect that I thought was really good uh, was meeting your clients where they're at. So um, but before we do that, tell everybody the name of the book that you authored. So I authored The Success Cycle, which was released and published January 28th of 2020. It talks about three major facets to actually build your own success cycle. Ambition, which is identifying your blueprint and or your plan of action. Drive, being inspired, over-motivated, and hard work focusing on yourself and not the competition. Those are the three pillars that we believe, Mike, that will help you build your brand, whether you are a real estate agent, a speaker, it doesn't matter what you are. If you can use ambition, drive, hard work, repeat, we feel you can achieve success and have the competitive edge no matter what industry you are in. What a, what a great topic. What a great message. Again, there's 1.5 million realtors out there. You know, Marcus, I have agents always tell me when I do my speaking, one of their limiting beliefs or their excuses that we all sometimes tell ourselves because of whatever reason was one of them is, well, well, Mike, there's already 19 luxury agents in my market or 98 or 197. I don't care what the number is. Many agents think there's not room for another. And I love what you talked about, ambition, drive, and hard work, and not focusing on others, but focusing on what you can control. So what a great message. I know those of you in the audience don't see what Marcus and I see, but everybody's looking for the that was easy. easy button. And hard work, drive, and ambition, there is no easy button. It takes a lot of time and, and energy. So with that being said, talk to me a little bit about emotional intelligence. You know, many real estate agents are familiar with DISC, D-I-S-C, DISC personality, Myers-Briggs, Colby, some real estate brands like Keller Williams and others really, uh, you know, push the DISC uh, training. And I think it's great myself, but talk to me a little bit about emotional intelligence and uh, what would you like to share about that today? So, Mike, when I think of emotional intelligence, it's about your EQ, your ability to understand how to either show compassion and or empathy for someone. For example, when you are an agent talking to someone who's looking to buy a home, purchasing a home, especially, Mike, a luxury home, can be very stressful, it can be very chaotic, and it's a lot of moving parts. So you need to tell people if they're having a little bit of a shortcoming, like they can get everything done, but they're missing a document or this or that, whatever the case may be, say, hey, Mr. X, Miss Y, I am totally compassionate to your situation. I have not been in your shoes, but I know other people that have. And I want to let you know that I am here throughout this process for you. And I have that innate human instinct to feel for you and want you to do well and succeed and have a positive outcome in the process. 
Now, if someone has been through something or going through something, right, Mike, that you have lived through, you can say, Mr. X, this is why I am very empathetic to your situation. I remember trying to buy my luxury home or trying to go where I need to do. And I wanted to, to share that with you. Now, that's a, that's a great point. So being empathetic and, and acknowledging that. So uh, one of the best things that I did, you know, this past year is we lived in our same house for 16 years, Marcus, and my wife and I moved. And I've talked about this on previous podcasts. I think that experience, because it's been so long since I've done it and packed the packed the boxes and had two COVID puppies in my car for the showing because I didn't want you know the dogs to be there. And I waited down the street and the agent showed up late or left early and and it made me a better agent because I've gone through it and I went through it before, but it'd been so long. So EQ talking about compassion and empathy and the better, no matter what price point, you know, Theodore Roosevelt, Roosevelt once said, nobody cares how much you know until they know you care, right? And so that's how you earn referrals is by being in the moment, not being a salesperson, but being an advisor and a consultant that is in, that has empathy and, and listens and doesn't care about the sale, but cares about the client. Well, Mike, here's what happens, right? So again, buying a home is a very chaotic, very potentially stressful, very up and down, very fluid situation. You have a lot of ups and downs, curves and sways all around. And what people need to know, Mike, and their real estate agent is that you are someone that is able to remain calm, be cognitive, and be a thriving agent in a chaotic environment. Those are the type of words that people need to hear, especially, Mike, the people who are wealthy that are buying these luxury homes. There's so many people are catering to them, making it an experience for them. They're not just about the regular everyday type of situation or what people get through from other people. They are used to a very high-end, higher upper echelon experience. So what you need to do if you listen to this podcast is how can you say things to them that are going to speak their language, right? And really create that emotional intelligence or that emotional intellect between you and them. Again, saying that you are a cognitive, very productive, very efficient real estate agent through what can be a chaotic stressful environment, that's going to speak their language. And what happens is it gives you the competitive edge. Because here's what happens, Mike. Anybody can pick up and go pass a real estate license and get their real estate uh, license, pass a real estate exam and get their license, right? But what are you buying in experience? What are you buying? Someone who's going to help you throughout the process, make it as simplistic, as easy as possible for you. So what you need to do if you listen to this great podcast, figure out things that you have done. Go talk to your other past clients. What was it about the experience? What was it that gave you the competitive edge over other realtors they could have chosen? and start highlighting that in your marketing material and what you do and who you're talking to. 
and really, again, just lean on that emotional intellect and bring that to the table. Hi, it's Michael Lafito here with a quick break from the podcast. If you are committed to increasing your average sale price and you want to work smarter, not harder, then you want to check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com where you'll find out more information about the Lux designation along with some additional resources. Again, I'll repeat, check out LuxuryListingSpecials.com. And now let's get back to the show. Yeah, and for those agents out there that are newer or not as experienced, and you're saying, well, that sounds great, Marcus, but I, I don't have that track record. I haven't sold those properties. Uh, what I would say is leverage your team, le leverage your organization. One of the things that we're doing is I've recently partnered up with Elena Cardone and Grant Cardone, and, and uh, we're building out a, an amazing organization. So no matter where you're licensed as a real estate agent, you know, we are putting together trainings and support calls and, and we're helping you as an agent leverage what others have built until you have a track record of your own. So uh, that would be my suggestion to you if you're an agent in a, in a newer agent or you don't have those successes to lean back on, leverage the successes of your team or your organization. And if the team and organization isn't willing to help you, you need to go to where you're celebrated and where they give you the support to flourish as 2022 is just underway. So um, some really great information there about emotional EQ or emotional intelligence. And um, which brings me to our next topic, if you will, is meeting your clients where they're at. So that is such uh, it sounds so great. You and I talked about this, but give me some examples of meeting your clients of where they're at uh, in, in your everyday uh, talks, if you will, from your book, Success Cycle, as well as maybe in real estate agents' uh, everyday life, what that would look like. So meeting people where they are is really being able to chat with people and get from them what they can afford to do, what is attainable. See, that's where meeting people where they're at really comes into play, Mike. It's about setting realistic expectations, right? Because here's the thing. If I'm looking at a $5 million home, right? That's why I think I can afford this on what I have. But an agent comes to me and says, hey, Mr. X, Mrs. Y, you know, based off what I'm seeing, a house for 3.5 to 4 million in this area or this potential location is gonna be a better fit for you because based off what I feel, I can meet you where you're at and be authentic and real with you. It's going to save people from heartache potentially on the backside. I'd rather have an agent, Mike, who is authentic, real, honest with me, say, Marcus, you're looking at this house, I know you want it, but based off where you're at right now, you can afford this range. And I think we can find you some really great homes in these areas, in these geographical regions that are going to be well within your price range. You're going to have a very positive experience and you're going to have a home for what you and your family are looking to achieve. Those are the things that I really feel more agents need to do. Learn how to meet people where they are and help them, Mike, with attainable 
realistic, achievable goals. Because one of the biggest problems I find in real estate is if people are not setting attainable, achievable goals for the house that they want because they can't either afford it or because they can't for whatever reason, I feel this is where the real estate agents need to start meeting people where they are. And you want to have the conversations and you want to remain cognitive, you want to remain positive, but you also need to set people's expectations and get them reeled in and help to meet them where they really are based off what they can do according to the financial numbers, the credit, everything in that regard. So it's really about being authentic, right, Mike, and being real and meeting people where they are. You know, that's a, you bring up a couple great points there, Marcus. And uh, one of the things I always tell agents is uh, our job is to manage clients' expectations, not just upfront at the listing appointment, but also throughout the process. So talk to me about meeting them where they are, not just initially and, and figuring out what their wants are and what their needs or, or what, what their financial uh, wherewithal is, but, you know, sometimes throughout the process. So particularly sellers, right? Um, you know, the, the name of our, our podcast is Luxury Listing Specialist, or, you know, talking about listings, but my philosophy in real estate is the listings are the magnets. So, so Marcus, you and your wife, you're down in Raleigh, you're driving around, you don't know any agents from Raleigh, but you see, you know, John Smith sign all over the, the, the town, you know, you from not familiarizing yourself maybe with the market as much because you're there on vacation, you, you call this John Smith because man, he must be the local expert. And so, so my, my point is listings are like the magnets that get the sign calls, the internet leads. And we encourage everybody, of course, working with buyers, but that's how you attract buyers many times. So, but many times sellers have a, a thought a price in their mind that might not be realistic. As you know, just like the artwork behind you, the artwork behind me, what you invested in that artwork has no bearing on what the market bears, what it's yeah. worth today, right? So right. in the last year, many sellers were able to name their price and get it sold. But as 2022 is starting, you know, rates are creeping up, inflation, you know, many folks think the bubble is coming, right? So as an agent, you got to be proactive versus reactive. And so when working with sellers, particularly, um, you know, meeting the sellers where they are, you know, pre-listing, they might, you know, be said that their house is worth X, but then they're not getting showings or the feedback's negative. And I have one client in mind, a former CEO of a major, uh, you know, company uh, mm -hmm. right now. And he didn't want to invest money on painting the inside of his house. I've gotten estimates. It's under 50 grand. It's a $3 million home. Mm -hmm. And we've had 10 times much more showings with me than the previous agent. But, you know, I'm trying to meet him where he's at, but it's, it's a, it's a slippery slope with navigation. You, you want to be honest with one, someone you want to be direct. you you want to be the messenger, what the buyers are sharing with us, that the home is dated. It needs feedback. And in this scenario, talk to me a little bit about what your recommendation would be for an agent that is trying to manage their expectations throughout the process. The market has spoken, whether it be price or whether it be feedback, but the, the message isn't resonating 
or the seller, whether it be stubborn, whether it be financial hardship where they don't want to make the investment or all the above, uh, or in this case, he loves the colors. His wife loves the colors. They don't think it needs to be painted, but it doesn't matter what they think. What matters is what the market thinks. What are your suggestions in that scenario? So if you're an agent that's in, the, in that pre-listing process or working with people that are trying to list their homes, I feel it's a three-step approach to really creatively and effectively reach them in the best light. Establish emotion, build trust, provide logic. So you have to establish an emotional connection. Take your gentleman. Hey, Mr. CEO, look, I understand you don't want to you know, paint the home. It's, a, it's an investment. I've been there. I, you know, I remember going through my process and what it was like. I didn't want to do this. I didn't think about doing that. Or I had to do this when I didn't want to. You know, Make that person feel that you actually are trying to build an emotional conduit to them. Right, Mike? Who mm -hmm. you're building trust through your track record and Mr. CEO. I've worked with this many clients, the ones that follow through on my suggestions, although I know they didn't want to, they wanted to list their home at this. But when I came in, I said, well, if you do this, we can list it maybe at this for sure, but maybe give it a little bit more and build trust with them through some of what I call your case studies and your testimonials and then provide logic. Let them see that the comps in the area are going for this, this, and this, and also say, hey, according to, like you said, what the market can bear, we can get this, this, and this. So if you, if I think the one that people miss out on most, Mike, when they're trying to work, you know, they're the listing agent, working people that are trying to list the homes, is that emotional connection. Because here's the thing, it goes back to create, Mike, an experience. It's not a transaction. They know you're going to make money off of them. Got it. But what type of experience are you giving them to make them feel it's more than just a sale or it's more than just a transaction? So meeting people where they're at as a listing agent, if you can establish some sort of emotion with that person, again, go back to emotional intellect, but again, create that conduit between you and them. And then as you establish that conduit, you build trust through again, talking about people that you've worked with. I have a saying, Mike, what you say about yourself builds your self-confidence. What others say about you builds your book of business. Plain and simple. And we talk about, again, if you're a new agent, like we talked about, who's your network? Your network is your net worth. Mm -hmm. Partner with somebody. You might make less, but hey, getting less commission and getting a job under your belt. It's going to help you to provide testimonials, trust with future clients. And yes, it's a little bit less than you like to make on the beginning, but as you build your reputation, you can start making more and getting the full commissions as you have what we call an archive. And that's huge. And then the last one, like I said, provide logic logically let them understand, let them know where they are and what has to be done and make sure that you come across as someone that's very cognitive, very professional, has thought out this process. And if you're able to do those things as a listing agent, working with people that are listing their homes, Mike, 
Mm-hmm. I feel it's going to give you a much better chance to kind of get things going the direction you want. And eventually, the direction they may not know at the time is the best for them. Yeah, some really good nuggets there. I appreciate that, Marcus. And and I like to refer to listing agents as marketing agents. You know, anybody can list a home, throw it on the computers, but a marketing agent requires ongoing dialogue, ongoing marketing, ongoing being proactive versus reactive, right? And we just released a a vlog, a video educational. I have a vlog at luxurydefined.com. And it was just that. What's the difference between a marketing agent and a listing agent? But some really great nuggets there I want to bring back. One was you talked a lot about case studies and testimonials. Guys, again, if this is your first time or you've tuned into our podcast, uh, not as much as others, you've heard us talk about case studies numerous times, case studies. So when you go on a listing appointment, when you help a seller, when you help a buyer, don't just say just listed, just sold. Instead of just saying just sold, document what you did differently to help position at home to get top dollar and sell faster, which ultimately alleviated distress to the seller. So I always say sellers have really two options when selling, you know, option A and option B. Option A might seem a lot easier upfront. It might not be an as-is sale, but little, little work is required, less painting, less investment on the seller upfront. So it's easier upfront, but in a neutral market or a, a buyer's market, it's gonna be a lot more stressful in the end and the seller will net less money and it'll be more stressful and there'll be a lot more turbulence. Option B requires a little bit more time, a little more prep work. For example, I have a home on the, about to put on the market now, we're doing some painting, we're getting the carpeting clean. It's, I'm the third agent. It didn't sell with the first two agents. So you only have one time to make a first impression. I'm trying to relaunch this property and give it a transformational look because again, it's a stale listing. It hasn't sold with other agents. So some really good information there, Marcus. I, I greatly appreciate your insight to it. And uh, you, you do some investing in real estate as well, but, but your primarily passion right now is raising the bar, inspiring through speaking. You're going to be speaking at the Florida Association of Realtors 2022 annual conference in August. I just spoke at their 2021 conference in August. It's a great conference. We just got two of our courses approved for continuing education for real estate agents in Florida, Luxury 101 and Luxury 201. It's a, it's a great course. So I want to hear a little bit more about uh, where someone can find your book, Success Cycle, and what's the best way for somebody to follow you on social media? So they can go to our website, www.marcus, M-A-R-Q-U-E-S, Ogden, O-G-D-E-N.com. You can order the success cycle off our website. You can also order the success cycle off of Amazon and Barnes & Noble, or you can go to any Barnes & Noble's bookstore across the country in the business section and pick up a copy. As far as social media, Mike, LinkedIn is Marcus Ogden. My Twitter is at Marcus underscore Ogden, Facebook Marcus Ogden, and Instagram at Marcus Ogden. I'm very active on social media. I'm very active in responding to people and having dialogue and conversations. I truly believe every conversation starts a potential business relationship. So like I always like to say, every business relationship 
starts with a casual, non-business-like conversation. So some really great information there. And um, one question I want to leave you with, which you weren't prepared with, uh, prepared mm -hmm. for, um, but you're obviously doing um, some great things as a, as a husband, as a father, you're a professional athlete, as was your brother. What would be one character trait or one thing that uh, mom, dad, uh, a guardian shared, uh, you know, demonstrated to you that you really took as uh, something to heart, like, man, they were a great example. And I want to pass this on to, to your daughters and, and you want to share it with others. Uh, you know, if, if there's a couple things that come to mind, um, I'd love to hear as a father, as somebody that is always trying to learn um, to raise the bar for not just my industry, but uh, for, for others, what, what would you share, uh, would you say, and, and who would you give credit to, Marcus? So my father and my grandfather, my, my maternal grandfather, were the best at active listening. They both were very strong men. They were both very proud men. They were both very great providing men for their wives, their children. But I've never seen two people from different sides of the fence because my dad was born in Baxley, Georgia, raised in Buffalo. My grandpa was born in DC and lived there his whole life. My father was a football player. My grandpa was a boxer. And I've never seen two people believe in the same core trait, the same core value that both had great success in their respective industries. My grandfather worked for the government for years. He was a boxing trainer. He's actually in the DC Boxing Hall of Fame as a trainer. My, my father played football at Howard, is in the Howard University Football uh, and Sports Hall of Fame. He also was a very successful bank manager of a stocks and bonds trade room for the Federal Home Loans Bank of New York in their DC office in the late 70s, early 80s, when a lot of people of African-American or any type of minority were not getting a lot of opportunity to be leaders and servant leaders to lead others. My father was doing it. And my father was also a champion of diversity and hiring people from all different backgrounds, ethnic groups, cultures, thought processes. And both of those men built their legacy, built their success off of active listening. Both would speak when necessary, but both were also willing to open up their ears and hear others and listen to others' input, thought processes, knowledge, stories, mic experiences. As a result of that, both of them were my heroes. So without a doubt, my father and my maternal grandfather, active listening. Uh, that's, that's, that's a great point. You know, as real estate agents, when we're on a listing appointment, we want to talk and share why our marketing is great and why the seller should hire us. But great questions, be an active listener when you're working with buyers. Again, what's important to them in a house? Actively listen, actively listen, take notes, take notes. Many times a seller, you know, will tell me, you know, the, the reason they want to move is they want to be with their grandkids in Franklin, Tennessee, or in Texas, or wherever it might be. And, and, and Marcus, then when we're negotiating, and we might be just, sometimes it's just pride in negotiation, they don't want to give that up, or they want to get the last word. 
I, I sometimes come back to during that active listening on our listing appointment when they shared with me on a scale out of one out of 10, you know, why they're a 10 and why they want to be uh, moving out of state. I, I might bring up their why. And it's, it's a great reminder to them as well. Like, you know what? Yeah. In the grand scheme of things, you know, it's going to close out this chapter and move me closer to them. And, and many times when we're really stuck on sometimes the details or, or prideful details, as I call them, it helps them get over the edge. So some really great information, Marcus. Again, I recommend uh, his book, Success Cycle. I, I received that from a dear friend and that's what prompted me to uh, circle back with Marcus and have him on as a guest. Um, love what you're doing. Keep raising the bar. And your podcast, what's the name of that? It's called The Lev, L-E-B, and Marcus Show, M-A-R-Q-E-S, The Lev and Marcus Show. We interview amazing people, Mike, with amazing stories, and we've had some phenomenal past guests on. We've had on Joe Namath. We had on uh, Ricky Williams. We've had on Jeff Garcia. We've had on Johnny Gomes, two-time World Series baseball champion. Uh, we had on the chief product officer of Cox Automotive, Marianne Johnson. We've had on some really successful entrepreneurs, C-level executives, leaders, retired athletes, current athletes, baseball, football, basketball. Again, amazing people with amazing stories that can give great information to our audience. So, some, some really uh, great insight there. I love what you shared. Some great information you learned from uh, gr your grandfather and your dad. Again, guys, if you're getting value from this podcast, please leave us a like, leave us a review, just like, you know, same thing with Marcus podcast. You know, that's how we grow this thing. Again, I don't sell advertising. Mine is all, you know, trying to raise the bar, tr again, trying to help real estate agents. Again, please check it out. Luxury Listing Podcast. Thank you for joining. And if you guys want to find out more information about our Luxury Fridays, go to joinluxgroup.com, joinluxgroup.com. We are doing more live and live in-person events. We're doing one in Colorado this month and in January, and we're going to be doing some future events. Again, reach out to us if you are interested in hosting a live luxury designation event. My name is Michael Ofito. Keep raising the bar, whatever you're doing, and continue to prove others wrong. Bye for now.